0: This episode of Safe Space Radio is brought to you by the Equity Fund and listeners like you.
1: This is WMPG. My name is Dr. Anne, and this is Safe Space Radio, a show about courage, the courage to talk about the subjects that are the hardest to bring up, but that we may think about the most. Today is the first in a new series on LGBTQ teenagers in Maine. You may know that this group has one of the highest risks of suicide in our country, largely due to the real threat of homophobia, including rejection from family, bullying, and violence. But the culture is also really changing, as evidenced by the passage of marriage equality here in Maine and in many parts of the U.S. So we were curious to hear from some LGBTQ teens about what their life is really like. My guest today is AJ. AJ is 16 years old and a junior in high school in Maine She enjoys creating choreography and expressing herself in dance and theater. A.J. attended Seeds of Peace camp here in Maine last summer and continues to work closely with them. She's been a part of the Gay Lesbian Straight Education Network student leadership team since 2013. A.J. is a co-leader for her own high school Gay Straight Trans Alliance group and recently started a photography project called Faces for Equality – A.J. is hoping to attend college in the fall of 2015 in San Francisco, and she ultimately hopes to pursue a career in law. Welcome to Safe Space Radio, A.J. Hi. So let's start by define. i want to ask you, how do you define yourself? This series is about sexual orientation and gender identity, and I'd love to hear where you put yourself on those. Second-
0: yeah. Um, well, for a long time, I kind of just did, I'm a human being, and I'm a person if anybody really asks me but I do define myself as gender neutral which means that I don't really put myself in a box of female and male so you know sometimes I have a friend who actually calls me he which is like really cool I think that's like cool I go as both and I recently had to change my name as to AJ because I was more gender neutral and I just liked it a lot better um and then I I like girls I have a girlfriend um I think that's something that it's kind of weird for people sometimes because gender identity and sexual orientation, they're two very different things. And sometimes people have a hard time, like, seeing them as different things, I think.
1: Well, let's let's talk about both of them. So let's okay. start with the first one, gender neutral. Yeah. Tell me about how you arrived at that and how that term fits for you.
0: Well, I don't know. It's very weird to explain it, but, like, I don't use girl bathrooms. I use the gender neutral bathrooms. Um. And I kind of have never really felt like I totally belong to the, like, the female kind of society. That's a weird way of putting it, but, like, I just don't really like to be called a girl. I'm just me. And I don't really want to be put in, oh, that girl over there, or or that, oh, that boy over there, you know? And it's hard because it's kind of a, it's a new concept, people, I think. Um, But, It's really nice because I do have a lot of friends who are um, gender-neutral and gender-fluent, which means they balance between being a girl and a boy. And so it is kind of hard because when I talk about it, people are like, well, that doesn't exist. Or like, you know, I look like a girl physically. I like to wear dresses sometimes. And people are like, that doesn't make any sense because you're not androgynous. You know, my, my expression of my gender tends to be more female. But how I identify and how I see myself is definitely not female.
1: So it sounds like there you, there's something that you really like and that feels right to you about being neither. Or about, yes. Yes. And and is that, and when you say there's also gender fluid where you kind of go back and forth, mm-hmm. does it give you the freedom to also do that or do you really not even want to do that? Do you really want to stay kind of neither?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, sometimes I definitely express my gender as a guy. Like I'll buy guys clothes sometimes because that, you know, certain day that's how I feel comfortable in, but I'm still... Neutral, And then I have other friends who will change their pronouns. So one day they go by she and the next day they go by he.
1: Yeah. So I noticed I called you she in, yes. in the introduction um, at your invitation. Mm-hmm. But is that is that is that really the ideal for you or do you prefer to use something else?
0: I thought I have thought about using they and more gender neutral pronouns, but they tend to be um, like they is kind of two people. Yeah. And I'm one person yeah so i I found she is just easier for everyone yes and
1: so for for people who for whom this is a really new idea, yeah. which I think is probably a lot of people, <laughs> can you give me kind of a like a an intro to what you know for someone who wants to really respect that mm-hmm. what are the important things to understand about someone you care about who's gender neutral like what would be assumptions that would be hurtful or offensive, say
0: I think probably the most hurtful thing is, is like someone saying, you know, that's not a real thing, or you're lying, or that's not, you can't be, because of the way that I look. I wear makeup, I wear it very artistically, I like to express myself through it, but suddenly people assume that because I wear makeup, I'm a girl, or because I wear dresses, I'm a girl, and that's not, I feel, the assumption that should be made, you know, I have guy friends who wear dresses. And, you know, it's hard for them as well because some people are like, well, you're a dude and, you know, you wear dresses so you must be gay. But some of them aren't gay. They just like to wear dresses, you know. And so I think that's really hurtful. And also just, like, not respecting it, you know. Um, it was really hard in the beginning changing my name at school. And, but it, for a lot of my friends it was kind of, it was nice because I kind of learned who my two friends were. They were the people who respected it.
1: The sense I get from you is the importance of letting you define yourself. Yes. And just honoring that, not, not fighting it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, that makes sense to me. And so you're 16 now, yes. correct? So mm-hmm. do you remember when you first started wondering about this?
0: I have wanted to change my name to AJ for a long time, maybe since I was 12, I always, um, it's Amber Jade is, like, the full thing. Jade is not my actual middle name, but when I was younger, I wanted to be on Broadway, and I was like, I need a stage name. Amber Jade's gonna be my stage name. (laughs) (laughs) And I always wanted to introduce myself like that, or to do AJ, because it was a short, and I just thought that it was a really cool, like, funky name to have, um... And I definitely, I tried a lot to change it. And it wasn't until I went to Seeds of Peace that they gave me the courage to change it. So, yeah. And I've never, I mean, I don't know. When I was in kindergarten and people did boys versus girls, I never wanted to be on the girls team. I was always on the boys team.
1: Very early on.
0: Yeah. I really hated being, like, yeah. I just, I don't know. I just didn't like being on the girls team. Yeah. And
1: It's a part of what, you know, what I think our brains are sort of programmed to think in either or categories, like either this or that. And part of what you're doing is inviting people to almost stretch their mind beyond just binary categories. Definitely. But it's a stretch, you know, it's like a really (laughs) novel way of thinking because what I hear you saying is in some ways, you know, not, I don't want to be defined as a girl, but that doesn't mean I'm defining myself as a boy. And that's sort of like a, oh, uh, wrap my brain around it.
0: Yeah, I think it's really... It is hard for some people because, like, a lot of people can get, if you're transgender, people understand that. If you're, like, I have a friend who was born a boy, but she is now a girl. People get that. They understand that because it makes sense because she looks like a girl and she acts like a girl. Right. And if she didn't tell you that she was transgender, you'd have no idea. Right. But then kind of going beyond that and saying, well, you don't have to be a gender... That's a little.
1: It's like the next weird. wave. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's sort of as I hear you. It's sort of like we. There was a huge movement around you know rights for gay, and lesbian people, and of mm-hmm. course that's still ongoing and needs to be. Yes. And then you know the consciousness around trans issues still feels very early, but in some ways it's it's ahead of this kind of gender neutral. There's like this yeah. is the, this wave is sort of in its infancy still. Is mm-hmm. that, does that feel yes, right to say? I
0: think so. The consciousness. Unfortunately, yeah, there yeah. are. Definitely. I feel like people, I meet people and they say, well, it's a very, you know, your generation thing ideal. Like they think it's all the younger kids. It's like a fad. It's like everyone wants to be something a little bit different. Like there's all this thing like, oh, oh you have to be gay to be cool these days. And I'm like, why would you <laughs> even say that? But I think, yeah, so I think it's, it's nice to draw attention to people who are like 30 and 40 who are gender neutral and gender fluent. Because there are people like that. There have always been people like that. But because now we are able to be more open, you Mm. know, and, you know, do like do stuff like this, like radio shows about it. Yeah. So I think it's it's definitely it's not a new idea, but it's definitely a new movement.
1: When did you first. Tell someone else that this is what made sense to you? Like, who was the person, first person that you really kind of came out to, and how did that go?
0: Uh, I was at Seeds of Peace. Uh, It was this guy. um, We had, um, every day you have a dialogue group. It's about 20 kids, and it's always the same. And every day you meet and you just talk about all these issues, and it's like a lot of crying and like heartbreak and fighting sometimes, but also like, you know, that is the point of Seeds of Peace is to have tough conversations that you can't have in different spaces. And I think it was the first day, and we were introducing ourselves, and we were sitting in little groups of three or four, and I kind of just said, you know, I've always wanted people to call me AJ. because, And, I, I, and then I was trying to explain to the guy, like, because we had to talk about one thing that is different about you than everyone else in the room. And I said, well, I'm gender neutral. And I remember, like, he was like, oh, that's so cool. You know, if you want to change your name, I'm going to support you on it. And that was like... Oh, it was so great! I remember I I went back to my cabin and I had three, um, uh, other um, girls like, as our cabin, people like the adults, and I was like, "You guys call me AJ now," and they just go, "Sure, AJ," <laughs> and that's that's. So what it, was it was easy. It was so easy.
1: I'm so glad. So your experience, your very first experience, was so positive. Yeah,
0: yeah. definitely. I mean, it, it, it same with that my school. It was a little harder for people because they definitely had known me a lot longer as Amber Um, whereas Seeds of Peace it had only been a couple days but it definitely like now you know I answer to both names and Mm -hmm. all the teachers call me AJ and most of the people in my school call me AJ so
1: One of the things I learned from the series I did a couple years ago um, about trans issues is so often for family members when someone transitions there's there can be a phase of real loss. Yeah. Of losing the old identity because the family members loved that person. Yeah. And I'm curious, changing your name, how has that been for your family?
0: Uh, it hasn't, they still call me Amber at home. They recognize that that's my name, but I haven't really forced it on them because, like, you know, I get that. And it's okay, I'm fine with them calling me it. You know, it's not a huge deal for me. Um, you know, it's like my Facebook name. It's everywhere else in my life, but then at home... It's still Amber. And, I mean, yeah, my, my mother was still, you know, I think I was wearing, like, a snapback and a tie once. And she was like, my little girl, you know. And I think it's it's hard to try and explain to her that I'm still the same person. You know, I've always been like this. It's just now I have the opportunity to dress a little differently and stuff like that. So,
1: so interesting. It makes me think about how we love someone, somehow their gender identity gets so into how the person that we think we're loving. Yeah. It goes deep for people, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's the same way as like if you come out as being gay or lesbian, like it's always been a part of you, but until you tell somebody, like their entire image of you somehow warps. And I think that's something that people have to you know, when I go to I go to schools and I talk about it with kids and I try and explain to them, you know, my gender identity and my sexual orientation does not affect you, really. The only thing that really affects anybody is, like, who I'm going to date and maybe what bathroom I use, you know, and trying to explain that to people. But it is, it's is—it's definitely really hard when you've known someone your whole life and stuff to, like, you know, think, like, where did this come from?
1: Well, it's so interesting to hear you say that, that for you it may have always been inside you. And so so that for you there isn't that sense of change or loss. Mm. Or for the person who loved you, you know, like, say, your mom as her little girl. Yeah. You know, it's
0: like, Whoa. Yeah, she's still she's still getting used to it. But, you know, baby steps, you know. Sure, that's how it happened. I definitely, I'm very lucky to have a completely open and safe place at my school and with Glisten and mm-hmm. Seats Peace. So, right, I'm yeah. very lucky.
1: Yes. And... I'm curious to ask you, have you had other experiences that are not so positive around feeling safe to be who you are at school?
0: Well, my middle school, I I switched schools at the end of seventh grade. So I started my eighth grade year at the school I go now, which is a beautiful, lovely place. Um, My middle school was not very good. Um, I I, I hadn't come out, but I kind of like knew inside that I was gay. Um but we didn't, because it was such a taboo, I didn't even know that there were gay people in the world. I know that sounds really sad. I didn't even know there was a word for gay. So it was very, um, there was some bullying and there was definitely, but I think a lot of it was my own inner bullying because like I had no idea what was going on. Like, and I think that's the real problem in schools is that No one's educating people about this, and that's why I find it so important to go and to talk to people about it and have kind of hard conversations and just explain to kids that you can be gay, you can be straight, you can be this, you can be that because it's so hard for somebody who's, you know, like I was 12 really, and my parents weren't going to talk to me about it because they probably expected the school to talk to me about it, and the school didn't want to talk about it because they think, oh, none of the kids at this school are gay, (laughs) you know.
1: People have that fantasy. Yeah. Yes. So there you are. You're 12. You're in seventh grade, and the whole thing is just so new to you, right? Appropriately so, at you're only 12. You're you're learning everything. Yeah. And I mean, you said there was some bullying. Can you tell me a little bit about what happened?
0: Um, well, I used to dress very outlandishly. Um, I still do, but I, very less than in middle school. But I still I was get the, I guess I was the goth kid at my school even though I didn't wear any makeup and I kind of just wore like black jeans and black t-shirts. But uh, <laughs> I was the goth kid at my school and it was just kind of walking down the halls and hearing people whisper and hearing rumors about me. And I, I would get shoved into lockers sometimes. Like, I'd have no idea if it was on purpose or not, but it, like, you know, the rush is probably on purpose, but I like to think of the best in people. But yeah, it was. it's just knowing that there was something different about me, I guess,
1: so you, I want to come back to something you said earlier when mm-hmm. you said that, um, you know, when you were twelve, you didn't really even know that such a thing existed as a gay person. Yeah. Like, how did you start learning both about sexual orientation, but also about gender identity? Where, where did you go to learn about that?
0: Well, when I switched schools, um, there was a lot more information. All the kids in my school knew what a gay person was, <laughs> you know, and it kind of. Um, I don't think anyone ever directly like sat me down and told me, but it was all like trickle-down information that I just heard from other conversations and conversations with my friends. Um, And kind of learning a lot more about gender identity is I have two of my my best friends are transgender. So we have a lot of, like, soul-searching conversations. You know, and it's really nice to be able to talk, and we just have, like, you know, um, with my one friend, you know, she is very, very open about the fact that she's transgender, and she just loves to talk about, you know, what was it like transitioning And um, how did you know? And it's kind of her response is that, you know, how do you know you're a boy? Or how do you know you're a girl? You just know. And, like, she had worked with Glisten before, who I hadn't even met yet. And so going to some of their, um, they have monthly meetings at different places and meeting other people that were like me. It was was really fun just to kind of be able to joke around and talk and not feel like um, I was the odd one out. In a place. So I
1: understand that GLSEN, again, the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network, has groups that they support in about 70 different high schools throughout Maine. Yes. And the first time that you went to a student meeting in your own school, what was that like for you? Were you nervous?
0: Um, yeah, it was really interesting because, um... So the GSTA, Gay Street Transgender Alliance, is um, an activity at my school. So at the beginning of the year, we stand up in an assembly and we all explain for like 10, 20 seconds the activity. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Like, I want to help people who are like me. Um, And I went to the meeting and it was in the dean of students office and there were a bunch of couches and everyone's like sitting on top of each other and sitting on the floor. And it was just like a really chill, just like nice place. And um, but yeah, it was just a kind of place where everybody like we didn't exactly know each other because it was all grades but it was getting to know each other and then I also became to learn about different events that were happening in the community like if um you know the different glisten nights and um remembrance days and it was just like a big fountain of information and I knew that there were people in my school that I could talk to if I needed to
1: part of what strikes me is you said before you know I didn't really feel a sense of belonging as a girl yeah and what I'm hearing is you kind of found you found your tribe in a way like you found yeah. even though the, I'm assuming there's enormous diversity within the group
0: oh definitely um,
1: but nonetheless there, these are like people with whom you feel deeply at home it sounds yes. like yes if you were advising parents who were trying to find a school for their kids that was really safe and affirming
0: mm-hmm.
1: what would you say the markers are for what makes a school a safe place?
0: No dress code.
1: Uh Uh-huh, interesting. Yeah. Tell
0: me more about that. Um, Well, when I first heard about the school that I go now, like the first thing my mom said was, um, well, I asked, do they have a dress code? And she was like, no. And I was like, that's the place I want to go because all the other schools that you want to make go to had slight dress codes. Um, Even my old school kind of had the three finger for how long your sleeves are and like how long your skirts can be. And people don't think it's a huge thing to have no dress code, but having that absolute kind of freedom and just knowing that, like, I mean, unless you have something like like a swear on your shirt, they're not going to say anything about it. That's just, I don't know, I just felt so free and so nice about,
1: mm.
0: I could just experiment with my clothes.
1: And do you think that that contributes, um, are there other markers that speak to, that feels like that marker speaks to real freedom of expression? Yes. Are there other markers in terms of um, ways to tell or other clues about whether there's more bullying at the school, whether there are safe places Mm -hmm. like this kind of group to go Uh, to?
0: I would definitely say if a school has a GSTA and it's public about its GSTA, because some schools, um, they have one, but they don't really, like, say that they do. It's kind of a closed-off, not-really-talked-about group, sadly. My school is very open, and they're very proud of the, about their GSTA. And there is, like, statistics saying that if you have a GSTA in your school, there's going to be less bullying because you have that kind of group. And so definitely a place that's very, very, we have it, and we're so proud, and these are all the things, and they, they're connected to the rest of the school. Um, and I'd also just look at teachers. I think, I mean, if you can, we shadowed at the school. Um, if you can talk to teachers and just kind of get the feel that they care more about your, about your child than about the overall grade. So
1: I want to say what your markers are back because I think they're really interesting and worth paying attention to. So sure. The first one is no dress code. Mm-hmm. The second one is, is there a GSTA? But not only that, whether you sense that the school is proud of it and yeah. if it's con- really connected into mm-hmm. other things of the school. And then the last one was whether you feel like the teachers really care about you as a person and not just your grade. Yeah. And it sounds like you had a really rough year and then changed schools and kind of the world got a whole heck of a lot better. Do you have friends who've had a harder time of it?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um well, my friend who's transgender, who's like main. She I, I I love her. Um <laughs> so she was stealth at her old school, which meant that nobody knew that she was trans. It's
1: and called stealth. Stealth.
0: Yeah. And she's again, very, very open about the fact that she's transgender. I think that it takes away a lot from who she is if she can't be open about it. So, um, my friend who's transgender is N. okay, <laughs> And the other girl is K. So, my friend N and K were, re- were hanging out a lot. Mm-hmm. And I really liked K. And I was like, I was getting really, like, are they dating? Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my little freshman nerves. I was very upset about it. And I kind of went over to N, and I was like, so why are you in the GSTA? And she kind of looks at me for a second, and she just leans over, and she goes, I don't have a vagina. And that's how she came out to me. And it was like the greatest thing. (laughs) And I love it so much, because I think it just says so much about that she, I think she was just so happy to be able to just say that to somebody and be like, oh, (laughs) <laughs> okay. What are, I don't care. You know? And so I think her experiences at her other school being stealth, being able to just do that. And another experience that she's always told me is she came out as trains to somebody and they they looked at her and I was like, Are you gonna start wearing boy clothes now? And she was so happy that she passed right, right. as a girl and she she just is the happiest moment of her life. Uh, you know, so I thought
1: she was going to go back in the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> right. So she really felt a sense of belonging as a girl. In yeah. In that moment. That's powerful.
0: Yeah. and I think that's like it's really I mean, at the same time, it, being gay or whatever, it's not a, It's not our entirety of our identity and it's not a huge part. It's a very small part of it and our identity, but we have to be proud of it. You know, when we ourselves can be proud of it, we need to make everyone else proud of it. And so being in a school where you can just lean over to somebody and be like, hey, so uh, I'm this.
1: And when you say that, you say that with such power, we have to be proud of it. What do you know about that? What's the risk if you're not?
0: I mean, I know that in my middle school, I, I wasn't really proud of anything about who I was. And that really just, it was just sucking the life out of me. It was really just killing me, you know? And I just... I couldn't have lasted another year in that school and just I mean I wake up with a smile on my face and I'm just proud to be alive and I'm just you know being able to go to school and do what I want and wear what I want you know I get to walk into a card store for Valentine's Day and say I'm buying a card for my girlfriend you know and not being like standing in a corner like I'm oh my I need to get one for my, my my boyfriend and kind of just pretend to stick to norms, I can. St- I don't. Know. I mean, even
1: watching your body as you talk, that you're like you're shrinking. Yeah. I see you. Um, so, do you think? You know, as you know, you may even have been involved in working for this. Now, over a year ago, the new marriage equality law was passed yeah. in Maine and has been implemented. How do you think that has or hasn't sort of trickled down to high school? Like, do you feel that knowing that. Knowing that you can marry your girlfriend when you, you know mm-hmm. when you're ready, um, does that change life for you now?
0: I think it does in certain ways. People ask me um, what's the happiest moment of your life, and I still have to say the day my mother voted yes on yes on one on marriage equality because uh, <laughs> um, I didn't think that she was going to, which is really sad. But it's amazing that she's become she's become such an ally, and I'm so so proud of that. You know, and that's still definitely the happiest moment of my life
1: is when mm. she told me
0: that. But, That's so, so touching.
1: And so, what do you think it was that changed her mind?
0: Um, I think it was something that I said at the dinner table one time. That you know, every every girl and every boy kind of like when they're younger dreams of of getting married, or probably dreams of getting married and having a big, lovely wedding. And then they get to a certain age, and they're like, "Oh, because I'm because I'm like this, I can't have that." You know, and it's it's so. I, I like people to look at pictures of young kids and say which one of these kids doesn't deserve to marry the person they love. I think that's probably what what made her so what changed your mind.
1: I wanna close now by asking you to tell me a little bit about some of the work that you are doing to pave the way for people that come after you even though <laughs> even though you're sixteen and you're already doing things to help younger people trying to, who are questioning and trying to yeah. figure this out. And um Sounds like you do is speaking. You go, you travel to different schools. So tell me a little bit about that.
0: Um, well, I did a couple at my school. And then my first really big um, was with GLSEN. Um, and I went to USM Gorham. And I did an hour presentation with a friend of mine um, about creating GSTAs in your school and being an ally. And we had maybe 30, 40 people like middle schoolers, a couple teachers and principals. And. It, It's something that I just love to talk about, and I'm just very, very passionate about it. And seeing a kid's face and realizing that you're making a difference. You know, some of them, they could care less. They don't want to be there. And others, they're so enthralled and so, you know, I've I've had kids come up to me and say, thank you, because I now accept myself. And thank you. You know, I now understand so much more. And it just, it's, that's... The greatest moments of my life is when people say that to me.
1: Tell me also about Faces for Equality.
0: I- yes. Um, so Faces for Equality is a photography thing that I started, and it started off as something that I was doing for Seeds of Peace as a um, thing that was meant to tear down stereotypes in Portland. And I've just made it this huge thing where I have my friends holding up signs that say their identity. So um, some of my friends are holding up a sign that says, "Gay." And they're smiling and they're just happy to be gay. And I want other people to see that and be like, you know what? That person's proud of it. I should be proud of it too.
1: So if people want to visit it and like your page, how yes. do they find it?
0: Okay. So um, if you go to facebook.com backslash faces for equality, um, and then there's a Tumblr, uh, faces-for-equality.tumblr.com. And yes, you can follow that. And I post photos pretty much every day.
1: AJ, it's been so fun to talk to you. I've learned from you and I've been inspired. Thank Thank you you so much much for the great work you're doing. Yeah,
0: thank you.
1: I've been speaking with AJ, a high school junior who identifies as gender neutral. If you only got a chance to listen to part of this show and you'd like to listen to the rest of it, or if you'd like to send the link to a friend, please go to our website at safespaceradio.com. You can also sign up there to receive a weekly email with a link to that week's show. You can download any of the prior shows that we've recorded. You can also go to iTunes and download us from iTunes. You can like us on Facebook. My thanks to Gabe Graben for producing the show, Maurice Lennon for the intro music, and Jim Russell for being our consultant. Coming up next is Speak Freely.